My guest on today's episode of the Courage of a Leader podcast is Tom Rosnack. Tom has a unique talent to bottom line concepts and get to the heart of the matter, and then to express that in powerfully descriptive ways. Glad you're joining in to hear Tom discuss the number one key to be the powerful leader your team deserves. Welcome to the Courage of a Leader podcast. This is where you hear real-life stories of top leaders achieving extraordinary results. And you get practical advice and techniques you can immediately apply for your own success. This is where you will get inspired and take bold, courageous action. I'm so glad you can join us. I'm your host, Amy Riley. Now, are you ready to step into the full power of your leadership and achieve the results you care about most? Let's ignite the courage of a leader. Tom, I know you and I have talked about how leading others starts with self-leadership. Why do you say that that's important? Well, if we don't know where we're going, it's not a good idea to ask other people to come on the journey. (laughs) Very true. And just being a little facetious, but why it's important to me more than ever is leaders are pulled in so many directions, as are all the people we're traveling with. Yeah. And so self-awareness was always important, but with all the distractions today, we are just pulled so many ways and we need to get centered on where we're going. God, leadership is inviting other people to go along in the journey and bring their strengths and their blind spots along to go someplace better. Yeah. So I think I hear you talking about a few different aspects of self-leadership, our self-awareness, which you said directly, knowing who we are, and then also where we're going so that we are centered and we're not, oh, taken by every shiny object and opportunity that comes our way. Yeah, I put it this way. We can be swept up in a river of reactivity. Ooh, river of reactivity. And we need to anchor ourselves to our values. And I would only add one thing you, to what you said, which is to know what we're becoming. Okay. Not just where we're going and what we're trying to accomplish, but what we're becoming in the process. And of course, that is very clear in the courage of a leader. So I'm just underlining something that's a key theme of, of the book. Yes, yes. The courage to be authentically you. Yeah, there it is. And it shows up in all the pillars, but it's right in number one. And your Iron Man example is perfect for that. It's just to say, in a sense, it doesn't matter if you complete an Iron Man or you don't. Right? That's what you did. But it's who you became in the process, the the what you learned. And then we know something else about you. It wasn't just enough to learn that. You have to share it with others so that they can use, I don't have to do an Ironman. No, 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 please, if that's not your thing. But but (laughs) the point is, is that we sometimes forget that. That What what we're becoming 
is as important as what we're accomplishing. Lovely. I like that. Yes. It's about what's going to motivate and inspire us. Who are we becoming? So not only what are we doing, but who are we being and who do we want to be? Yes. So if someone were to say, someone listening, Tom says, okay, yeah, I get this. I need to work on my self-leadership. What would you suggest that they do? I love that question. And it's a core of my philosophy. You've probably heard it said, well, I'll just ask you, what's the definition, Amy, of insanity? Oh, um, I said beating your head against the same wall, like, right? Trying to yeah, yeah. make the same Doing mistakes the same over and over. Repeatedly and expecting different results. Yeah. So we've all heard that. Well, let's riff a little off that and say insanity is having the same conversation repeatedly yes. and expecting different results. And we all know we do this with our boss, our coworkers, our spouses, our children, is we think if we just say it louder, say it more often. Say it <laughs> louder. So if we want newness, we need a new conversation. Yeah. So let's talk about self-leadership. We have conversations with ourselves that are aspirational that you had in order to do the Ironman. But if we're honest and we pay attention, we have conversations that are dead end. Yeah. And we have a tendency to repeat it. And then we say, I keep trying this and failing. And then we ask a dead end question. Why do I keep trying and failing? And the answer is, I don't know. You're just the kind of person that keeps trying and failing. So what I say is, what question would most likely bring us forward to get out of that rut? Mm. Something more resourceful, like how can I be a little bit more disciplined in this area? And what gets in my way and tell the truth about the barriers. We, 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 we're very reluctant sometimes to admit the language of doubt is part of courage. Courage isn't the absence of fear. It's doing your best in the face of fear. Yeah. And so what is my best? Mm. And what's a little better today? Yeah. So I so the short answer to your question is examine your conversations and ask, are they likely to lead me to be that leadership legacy that I set out to be? And if the answer is no, don't beat yourself up. Just ask yourself, how could I change, shift the conversation? Yes. I empower myself to take the next step. Yes. Uh, Tom, you are so insightful and beautiful and clever with words. You say, you say so much in a concise way. I love this. Insanity is having the same conversation. Sometimes it's with other people. <laughs> so yeah. lots of times it's with ourselves yes. and that really straightforward advice to examine the conversations, the thoughts that are repeating in our heads over and over and not to try to play the game of having all of our thoughts be powerful and inspiring and insightful, but just noticing when they're not. And by the way, what you just described is what we call pretend. Classical positive thinking is just, everything's great. Everything's wonderful. I could do that. And the problem is, is if you don't really believe it, yeah. repeating it doesn't help. Yeah. So that's pretend. Yeah. Instead of that, 
positive psychology is starting to recognize. We need to acknowledge it's about positivity ratio. We want to be positive, but we don't want to pretend that we don't have doubts and fears because that's not human. Yeah. But we want to take this whole package of doubts and fears and my mother was right about me and all that stuff. And we want to move in a direction. Yes. Higher and better. Yes. Leadership. We want to go somewhere. I spent so much of my life waiting till everything changed and then I'll go somewhere. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Really powerful. We want to be real. And I love that you've given us access to shift that thinking because Step one is to notice I've got this disempowering thought running through my head. Step two is how can I shift away from that? And I, and you gave us a great tool. You ask a question to bring us forward. How do Questions I want to be? Are the key to new conversation. Yes. And not the same question, but maybe the same question phrased differently. Because a question begs an answer, whether it's to ourselves or our colleagues. Mm -hmm. How can we work better together? I suggest to my clients, have one meeting where we're not just throwing all the issues around and who's to do what by when, but we just say, gosh, Amy, you know, I notice that we work well together. How can we work better together? And give space for Amy to say, every time you say X, I do Y, and we can do better than that. Mm-hmm. And then we can discover a P we didn't even know was there. Yes. We co-create in conversation, don't we? You have to tell the truth that it isn't always smooth. I respect you. You respect me. But we're different. Yes. And sometimes we're not working our best together. That's Okay. Keep the respect and ask. That's really true feedback. But it's leadership. And it starts with self-leadership. And sometimes the best way to start is, I notice you roll your eyes when I say this. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Coach used to always say, bottom line it, Tom. (laughs) And that was helpful feedback. (laughs) If if she said that all the time, I need a little more leash than that. I'm not just a bottom line, but sometimes you need a bottom line. So when she says bottom line at time, I say, oh, thank you. Okay. Yes. My mind is swirling on the words curiosity and courage, having the courage to say what needs to be said, having the curiosity to ask a question that maybe we don't know what the answer might be from ourselves or from a person we're dialoguing with. Yeah. Very well said. Yeah. So what can get in our way of powerful self-leadership? We've already talked about the doubting thoughts that can come up in our minds because our minds are designed to protect us. So they're going to do that thing. So we're going to have those, those doubts in our head. What other barriers get in our way? Why don't we all have this mastered? Well, I, I love the question because we are not monolithic. So, so you're talking about an authentic self. We could call it our highest self, our vision, our legacy, lots of different terms, but let's stick with the term encourage a leader. You have the legacy self. So in my case, that's Diamond Mind Thomas. And Diamond Mind Thomas is my inner CEO. He is always aligned 
to the vision of who I am, why I'm on the planet, what I'm trying to accomplish. But let's talk about some other inner brats. There's Slippery Tom. And Slippery Tom says, how can I get out of this? I don't want to work that hard. Yes. And, and then there's a the voice of security. If you call her up, she may say no. You're going to invite Amy to your podcast. Look at her. She's accomplished all this. She's not going to come. Don't waste your time. So Diamond Mind Thomas's job is to give those voices space, but not let them drive the rocket ship. Okay. The inner brats, if you try to get rid of them, you repress them. They're like snipers. They're going to get you. They're, they belong. By the way, the voice of security is very important. We don't want to kick it off. There might be a tiger, in which case I'm not coming to the podcast today. I'm sorry, right. there's a tiger in my apartment. You need to run, yes. Yeah. And, and so, but that voice thinks that there's a tiger everywhere. Yes. Yourself. What will the neighbors think of you? So the tool that I use in coaching is called processing the butt box. The processing box, the yeah. butt box. Yeah, B-U-T. Yes, the butt so, box. Yeah. So you're you're thinking of doing an Ironman. Ironman. Uh, now it's past tense, but let's go back to when it was when you were thinking of it. I would, but go ahead and give me some of those. Oh, but it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to oh, take time gosh. away from my family. What's going to be the impact on my business? There you go. And it's longer than that. Yes. So you could ignore the butt box or you could call forth the inner CEO who's aligned with the courage of a leader. And you could call those voices forward and enter into constructive dialogue. I love it, Tom. And I got... say, you're going to give up time with your family. And you say, thank you for that. It is a huge investment of time. And part of the reason I'm doing this is for my family. And I can imagine that hug at the finish line. And they're all so proud of me. So you're borrowing from a brighter future and you're talking to the butts. Yes. And this doesn't get rid of them. It takes away their power. Yes. But they stay on the bus. But you give them space. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Buckle your seatbelt. We're doing this race. That's a yeah. Point. Okay. And then the only advice I give is never, never, never try to convert those voices. Because their job is not to protect your goals. Mm -hmm. Their job is they, they seek to protect you. But they seek to protect you in a way that doesn't even look at the goal. So you're writing this book and they're like, you need to get some sleep. Well, yes. getting sleep is important in life. And she's not wrong about that. Mm -hmm. The inner CEO has to say, now is not the time to sleep. We have a vacation scheduled and we're going to catch up on her sleep. You can't expect her to think of that. Mm -hmm. The inner CEO. Now, let's say, let's point out why we're calling it a CEO. Yeah. When you think about a CEO, their job is to connect to the vision of the organization, yeah. to have some goals, and to use the resources wisely. And that's what the inner CEO has to do. Yeah. There are re inner resources, and wisdom has short-term and long-term and intermediary, like a good CEO would have. And sometimes you give in and say, you know, right, some rest right now is a good idea. 
But yes. th that voice, she's going to tell you that rest is the reason you're on the planet. Oh, Amy, you're working too hard. You need to get rest. She, she's not totally wrong. She just doesn't have perspective. Right. Right. Oh, I love this. Talking to the bus, talking to the butts, letting them be on the bus. They provide some value, but really let the inner CEO facilitate and guide the conversation and decide where the bus is going. Yeah. And that's my version of trusting the legacy of the builders. Yes. Diamond so, Mind Thomas knows. Yeah. But some of the other voices either forget or don't know or don't care. And that's okay. Uh, Tom, I got so into this conversation. I forgot to tell our leaders, who our listeners, uh, who you are. Let me tell you more about our guest today. Tom Rosnack is the founder of Diamond Mind. And he is a senior and amazing consultant with over 25 years experience in leadership communication with a focus on the persuasive arts of sales, presentation, executive presence, and influence without authority. You've heard it from him already. He works with clients to expand business performance through relationship, influence, and communication strategies. Tom's coaching style is engaging, constructive, and encouraging while ever challenging the participant to improve, right, to move forward. His broad client experience from small to nonprofit to Fortune 500 firms. Thank you for being here, Tom. You've already provided us with so much great content, food for thought. Well, it's an honor to be here. And Courage of a Leader is a great book. Highly recommend it. And my teaching is very well aligned. So I'm yes. just delighted to share anything I can that would help your listeners be more courageous and be better leaders. And that's almost redundant because courage <laughs> is having the heart to go somewhere, even though we have these butts. Now I'm back to my language. Yes, yeah. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I talk about the empowering thoughts, the disempowering thoughts that, yeah, we don't sweep the disempowering thoughts under the rug, but we take a look at them. Yeah. Right. What are they what are they telling us? Is there any value here? Uh, and I, I love your analogy of you know, process the butt box, leave them on the bus, give them space because what we resist persists. Yes, it does. So let the voice be there. Um, can you talk to us um, either about yourself or a client that you've worked with about how they've really done this work of processing the butts? Yeah, I'd be delighted to. So right. the, the core of this is the momentum process. And the momentum process is a way to gain traction on what matters most. And I wrote a book called The Momentum Playbook. It's a simple process, but not to be too cliche, simple doesn't mean easy, and it takes practice. But first, let me give you the definition of processing. Okay. And, and processing is holding love, and you can under, un, underline love, conscious, active, and present when anything other than love surfaces. And the reason I said underlying love is that's the highest principle. You could say health, conscious, active, and present. Abundance, conscious, active, and present. Success, 
conscious, active, and present. So whatever's in the underline is what we're focused on now. Okay. And so in my executive coaching, what I would do is I would encourage you to call forth some of those voices. But first we get centered in the inner CEO. It's very, very practical because you bring your content. We're talking abstractly now. And we bring them forward. And we just lead a conversation, facilitate a conversation where your inner CEO or your authentic self would say, thank you for that. And take it into consideration and come back with an executive decision. Nice. Yeah. And so it's very practical. But many times this is the key word for me, especially because I work with such brilliant, successful people, is give yourself permission. And I'm thinking of your, your, your chapter on weakness and how we think about fixing things. No, I hold you as complete and whole. You're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. And this isn't working. You're the one that told me this isn't working. So let's look at it. And let's get the energy that has made you successful more traction here. Because in the area we're stuck, and I work only with resourceful people, but in the area we're stuck, we're not being resourceful. Otherwise, we wouldn't need to invest in a coach. I mean, it's not, it's that true. And 100% of the people I have met have areas of their life where they're less than resourceful. Yeah. Yeah. So this process helps get the resources flowing in the area that you're stuck. Get the resources flowing. Okay. And conjuring that voice of the inner CEO for each of us, whatever we want to call that, right? You call yours Diamond Mind CEO. I really love the term inner CEO, right? The one with the big picture vision. Who's I'm the one who's responsible. I use the word CEO because the CEO has to go to the board and they don't get to have all the excuses, even though some of them really happen. Mm-hmm. COVID happened, mm-hmm. whatever it is. It, it Instead of excuses, it's responsible. But I interrupted your question. I just wanted you to know the why I use the word CEO. Yeah, no, she's ultimately in charge of what you decide to do with your resources, physical, emotional, and spiritual, in any given period. Yes. CEO holds the vision, is the responsible. So we're making sure that we are in, interjecting that voice into our head and that that voice is leading the conversation. Yes, as much as possible, not all the time. So I will consult Diamond Mind Thomas. I forget to do it. That's why I say it. Forget to do my teaching. I forget all the time. Who's driving this bus? It certainly wasn't Diamond Mind Thomas. Mm-hmm. And then you begin again. And I have a truth statement around that, which is think big. And then in parentheses, even bigger. Start small, in parentheses, even smaller, and keep moving. The word momentum simply means to move. And then to ask, am I moving from the energy of the highest vision? And if the answer is no, is there a step up? Oh, I love this. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing post-it notes being put on computers. <laughs> Uh, around the land, right? Who is driving the bus? (laughs) We need reminders. Yeah. Who's driving the bus right now? What would the inner CEO say? Because, and this, 
this idea of think big, think bigger, right? Just we're keeping the momentum, we're increasing our influence. Because if we have a big vision, if it's big, we can't see exactly how to get from where we are to get to there. We might see the next couple of steps, but then it gets murky. Right? We've got to take those next couple of steps. And that builds momentum. That builds influence. Then the next couple of steps become more clear, right? And we start to patch together that path to the vision. You know it well. That's it. And we don't want to do that. We say, when I have a blueprint, then I'll begin. And that's not leadership. And by the way, there are people that will give you that blueprint. And that's not satisfying either. It's not wrong. So if you Uh go to work for McDonald's, they have all that. Ray Kroc didn't have any of that mapped out. And that's why he gets the billions. And people say, it's not fair. I wore the hat and I whistled. Why don't I get the billions? Well, because you had someone else set up all the processes. And it's still valuable. I don't want to be demeaning it. But it's to say that if you want to lead, you have to go somewhere before. The word lead means go before. And first you go in vision. And then you go in steps. And the vision doesn't give you the how-to. And I've read a lot of bios, biographies, and they've all said that. I knew I wanted to do it. I believed I could do it. I didn't really know how, but I had a good picture of what that would look like and then created it. Yes, uh, this is really great. Know where we're headed, have a picture of what that looks like. But if we're dreaming big, we don't have the full blueprint. You don't get to have it. And that's, and that's why not many people do it. Yes. Cause what, yes, I see leaders all the time playing the waiting game, waiting to have another credential, waiting to have all their colleagues on board, waiting to have the full plan mapped. I've got out. 25 years of that. So I don't have to look further than my own tile. Yeah, true. <laughs> Just to say that, that, you know, entrepreneurial, all those things sound really sexy until you realize that it's vulnerable. Yes. You're creating something that doesn't exist. Yes. When you said that word vulnerable, Tom, I pictured myself on one of those um, little rickety rope bridges that goes over the canyon, right? And you can see the next two wooden planks, but the next one's not in place yet. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I joke about that, but I mean, that shows up as real anxiety, concern, right? We've really got to ground ourselves in that vision. Yes. I mean, using your language, what that inner CEO sees as possible. When I say leadership legacy, right? The purpose of our leadership, what we are bringing to every project and relationship. May May I use your language and just add one piece? Absolutely. Permission to do that. I love the courage it. to be bold and create the extraordinary and do just a little bit better <sighs> with the so-called ordinary. So it's holding it conscious, active, and present, as we said in processing, when the ordinary shows up, and it will. Yes. So, so you have an awakening. You expect everything to be different. My experience is, in one sense, everything is different. And in the other is everything is the same. So mm-hmm. we need a new practice to get roots for the bold and extraordinary. And then what happens is 
it looks like it shoots up at once. Everybody tells me this, that when you have this breakthrough, it just seems like it happened at once. But you've been putting those roots down for a long period of time. Yes. Yes. Day by day. Tom, you've shared so many great things with us. Know what we're becoming. So first of all, the focus on self-leadership, if we want to be powerful in leading others. Know who we're becoming. Right. Examine the conversations that are going on in our heads so we get ourselves out of that <laughs> river of reactivity. Questions are the key to new conversations inside of our heads and new conversations with those we're creating with. Create your inner CEO voice in your head. Right? That person- nurture it. Oh. Nurture it. It's not hard to get in touch with it. It is hard to put it in charge. It needs nurturing because school didn't teach you to do that. Yes. How do we nurture the inner CEO? We take, we create space in your own way. So for, for me, walking is a big part of it. For some is meditating. We take space journaling, Mm -hmm. but we have conversations with our world from the voice uh, that it already has a voice, but it's not used to being lead. So practice. You said it earlier, which was really good. What would the CEO say? Best way to find out is give time and write. This is what the inner CEO says. Give the time and the space. Oh, Tom, I'm working with so many leaders right now who are just doing the river of reactivity and there's so much coming their way and they're not having the space for the strategic visionary thinking. That's why my a little self-serving here, the 90-day jumpstart momentum process is about Mm -hmm. that. It's about successful people investing in themselves. And I facilitate the conversation because it's hard to facilitate a conversation with yourself when the inner brats are screaming. And so we create space to envision a shift. And at the end of 90 days, it's not like you get a whole bunch of results, but there's a person in charge that wasn't in charge at the beginning. And it's a nice period. If you look at companies, they do quarters. It's a nice little chunk of time to say, yeah, during this time, every two weeks, we're going to have a conversation with the inner CEO and we're going to look at the butts and we're going to tell the truth. And by the way, your summary was so powerful. I'm going to clip that and use it because as I said, I'm not good at bottom lining. And the only thing I would add to that is tell the truth about what is. Ah. And I hesitate to do that because I'm high inspiration and I had to learn so much over time. I would go to a meeting and tell everybody, we can do this. I'll do this. And I'd get back to my desk and say, what did I commit to? And it comes from a good place. It's like, I believe all this is possible, but we need to tell the truth about what is. There is a reality in gravity, friction, and mortality that there is a limited bandwidth. And if you try to do all things at once, you're going to short circuit the emotional ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So tell the truth about what is. Survey the land like the art of war. Search, Look at the landscape and then choose a practice which makes it likely that that voice is going to gain rather than lose. And still you have to make the eggs and take out the garbage and all that stuff <laughs> and pay the taxes and all that stuff. You got to live in two worlds at the same time. 
Only 100% of us do. Yes. Tell the truth. About Have what a, is. About. About what is. About what is. So it isn't so much about your lying. It's just that your inspiration has yes. flirted with delusion. Yes. <laughs> Here again, not looking at you. And so telling the truth about what is, is back to processing the butt box. And some of those thoughts are legitimate. And if you make a decision to wait a year before you write the book, that's fine. But just make sure it was an executive decision. What happens is we don't really make the decision. Today, tomorrow is going to be the day. And a year goes by and the book isn't here. So yes. telling the truth is a big part of that. Yes. Yes. And have your inner CEO make that decision. Yes. I love this. Real, give, have a real practices to nurture that inner CEO voice. And I just, I just feel like all of us should write a post-it note right now and put it somewhere where we see it. Who is driving the bus? Yes. So we just bring awareness to that throughout our days. Responsibility means the ability to respond. And the driver of the bus should be responding in new ways wherever the patterns are stagnant. And some of them are, are not. So then bring that voice forward at that moment. Yes. So powerful, Tom. Thank you for everything that you've shared. You've made this concept of self-leadership more accessible, more practical, more tangible for us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yes. Our pleasure. Thanks, Tom. Thank you for listening to the Courage of a Leader podcast. If you'd like to further explore this episode's topic, please reach out to me through the Courage of a Leader website at www.courageofaleader.com. I'd love to hear from you. Please take the time to leave a review on iTunes. That helps us expand our reach and get more people fully stepping into their leadership potential. Until next time, be bold and be brave because you've got the courage of a leader.